Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers. I'm Ryan Cooper, National Correspondent at The Week, and today I'd like to take a look at Russia's Marxist revolution and pull out a few still-relevant lessons. 2017 marks the 100-year anniversary of the Russian Revolution. The uprising was an attempt to create a more just nation that instead led to one of the most brutal tyrannies of all time. The thing is, there wasn't just one Russian Revolution, there were two. The first went down in February 1917, abolished the Tsarist monarchy. The second happened just half a year later in October 1917, and this led to the Communist Soviet Union. But no one could have seen these revolutions or their aftermath coming. To understand why, it's important to realize first that Marxism at root is a theory of economic history. Marx outlined several stages of economic development that moved from feudalism to bourgeois capitalism and finally to socialism. Socialism was the inevitability, Marx thought. That's because capitalist development would lead to a decreasing rate of profit and increasing conflict between workers and large business owners ending up with a state in which the workers control the means of production. All this gobbledygook is important because it explains one of the key features of the Russian Revolution, the extreme reluctance of most Russian socialists to take power. Russian socialists, of course, were not monolithic. The Russian Social Democratic Workers' Party split in 1903. When Lenin won a narrow majority, his more left-wing faction became the Bolsheviks, or one of the majority. Julius Martov's more moderate faction, meanwhile, became known as the Mensheviks, meaning one of the minority. But these are just two of several left-wing parties. The Socialist Revolutionary Party, led by Viktor Chernov, for example, was larger than either at some point, and it had its own schisms as well. But a resistance to taking power was one of the things uniting these different socialist factions. Even the Bolsheviks were hesitant before Lenin, with his tremendous energy and organizational talents, to return to lead the party but most socialists thought that Russia wasn't ready for socialism. At the time, Russia was mostly agrarian, a non-industrialized country, and the socialists thought the best thing to do would be to follow Marx's plan, step back, and let the bourgeoisie go through its historical phase. Only then could Russia become a fully socialist nation. This turned out to be simply untenable. The Russian bourgeoisie was too weak to govern. The provisional government set up after the First Revolution ended the Tsarist monarchy never had anything like full popular legitimacy. They had to rely on the Soviets, local councils of workers, soldiers, and peasants for political support in an unstable dual-power system. Worse, the provisional government quickly bungled away what little legitimacy and power it did have. At this moment, Russia had been completely wrecked by the First World War, and yet the provisional government's minister of war, Alexander Kerensky, made his first of two disastrous mistakes when he ordered a large offensive. It failed spectacularly. Soldiers became deeply radicalized or deserted en masse. But still, the Menshevik and social revolutionary Soviet leadership refused to take full power. And this only strengthened Lenin and other Bolsheviks' conviction that they would have to do it. Meanwhile, Kerensky took over full leadership of the provisional government. But he was growing increasingly erratic and made his second fateful error, appointing right-wing extremist General Lavr Kornilov to be commander-in-chief of the army. Kornilov was soon involved in an attempted coup, which was fended off only with massive help from the Soviets and Bolsheviks. After that, Kerensky's regime began to collapse. The great error of Marxist ideology during the revolution 
was that there was far too much concern about events in the far-off future, which led to hesitation and an inability to reason more practically. But Lenin worked on a different set of beliefs. He rejected traditional Marxist history. He believed that you didn't have to wait for the passage of bourgeois capitalism to get to socialism. The workers could just seize power through revolution. At the time, this idea was so wild that convincing the Bolsheviks was a steep uphill battle. In retrospect, this was pretty clearly reverse-engineered to justify taking political power immediately instead of having to wait 50 years or whatever. But Lenin made errors of his own. He was overconfident in predicting the future himself. He was totally convinced that socialist revolutions were about to spring up in other countries, particularly Germany. Of course, that didn't come close to happening. And he was far too cavalier about democracy. Seizing power by force is always liable to turn out badly and the Bolsheviks didn't anticipate the fight that might ensue or properly protect democratic rights. Martov and his Mensheviks turned out to be right. Attempting to leapfrog straight to a socialist state by force was highly dangerous. But here's what's interesting. Marxism isn't actually a turncrank formula for purges and dictatorships. Just look at the European labor parties. They were Marxists for decades. And that system led only to generous welfare states and some experimentation with government-owned industry. So if Marxism didn't doom the Russian Revolution, what did? The obvious culprit is the incomprehensible chaos and brutality of its circumstances. Immediately before the revolution, something like three million Russians had died in the First World War. The rapid collapse of Tsarism and the provisional government empowered the most hardline and radical factions on all sides. Immediately after the revolution, the Bolsheviks had to fight a civil war against virtually every other faction in Russia Winning required yet more brutal tactics and fighting that cost the lives of roughly 10 million more people. It's at that point when truly awful authoritarianism started to set in. If the Soviets had declared themselves the only power in the land back in July 1917, it's possible Russia would have turned out as merely a left-wing democratic republic with some unusual governmental structures. If Kerensky hadn't called for his offensive and put a far-right reactionary in charge of the army, the provisional government might easily have held on long enough to establish an ordinary parliamentary democracy. Without Lenin, who was nearly captured multiple times in 1917, it's unlikely the Bolsheviks would have managed to take power. So a century from those heady revolutionary days, let us remember the necessity of political action to deal with problems as they arise, but also the necessity of humility and preservation of democracy at all costs. A better world is possible. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, theweek.com, or wherever you listen. I'm Ryan Cooper, and thanks so much for listening.